Blog Talk Radio.
Print Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and filling in for Sean Holmberg tonight. Uh, he's out spending some time with his family, and so I'll be picking up the show from the 10 to the 11 o'clock hour. And we are broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. If you need to call in, 
All right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, just filling in for Sean Holmberg tonight. And we are on for an hour tonight, just taking some time off for family and in the process of a move, a lot of transition with work and church, a lot of things going on. There is a shift in the body of Christ, not only in our lives, but I think this shift is happening all over the place, really. And so I want to encourage you to seek the Lord so you can hear clearly to get the details so that you can transition smoothly. You know, a lot of times when we shift into a new season, a lot of times those seasons shift kind of roughly. I think a lot of times the reason being is we're not listening to the details. We're not listening for the word of the Lord. We're not committing our ways unto the Lord and letting him direct our paths. Therefore, there are certain uh, pieces of the puzzle we may miss, certain things we may not uh, be keen to. Therefore, sometimes things become harder. And so it's very important that when you're transitioning in a new season, tune your ear. Correct your focus. You know, worship can set you on the same page as the Father. You know, getting into the presence and the atmosphere of the living God will set you into a place with God where his thoughts and your thoughts start to align themselves, where you find yourself thinking, speaking, and doing like the Word of God says to do you begin to become an imitator of Christ. You know, Paul said, imitate me. He also said, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise of God. So it's not wrong that we imitate men and women of faith. But more than anything, we need to imitate Christ. We need to be like him, as him. How do we do that? See, by beholding him, we're changed. By beholding him, by beholding his glory, by seeing his face. And when I say seeing his face, you're not going to see his face unless you're seeking his face. What I mean by that is there comes a time in your life when you have to shift and align your heart, align your mind, align your thinking, align your doing with the will of God. And God's will is his word. And God exalts his word above himself. See, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And if I and you and my word abides, and you see that the key is, is how much of the word is abiding in you. You can read it all day long, but how much of it is in you? How much of it manifests in you? How much of it regurgitates and, and wells back up when you need it? When you're in a situation, have you hidden the word in your heart so that you don't sin against them? Have you hidden the word in your heart so that you, the words of your your mouth and the meditations of your heart are pleasing and acceptable in his sight. See, whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. In 
And Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that makes him unclean, but it's what proceeds out of his heart, because what's in his heart is going to come out of him. All right, sounds of Jacob. All right. Well, God bless you. Uh, all right. Sorry, I just had to kick him tonight. Just didn't want to deal with it. All right. God bless you. Sounds of Jacob. We just pray for you. Listen, let me tell you something. There's going to be a day when every knee bows and every tongue confesses, my friend, and that includes you. So you can say whatever you want to about the risen Lord. But let me tell you something. Every word that you speak, you're going to be judged for it. Every idle word, every non-productive word, every word that comes out of your mouth that's not in line with the kingdom. Every time you speak a word that, that curses against the plans of God. Every time you speak a word. Against Christ. Listen, it's written down. It's recorded. My friend Cheryl tonight preached a message about that. I don't know if you got to hear her, and I don't even know if you're still in this uh, blog talk. If you're listening, let me tell you something. Every single word, you're going to give an account for it. Every idle word. So let me tell you. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you type. Be careful what you put in chat rooms. Be careful what you... Encourage other people to do. When you speak a word, make sure it's in line. To your mouth, you were made to praise God. You were made to give Him glory. You were made to thank Him. You were made to give Him honor. You were made to bless the Lord, not curse the Lord. So we just bless you right now in Jesus' name. Sounds of Jacob. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that you would open up this man's eyes, that you would open up this person's eyes, that you would open up their ears, that you would reveal Christ Jesus, the risen Lord to him. I pray, Father, in agreement with those that are praying for this man, sounds of Jacob, listen, this person, whoever it is, there was a man named Paul, person's name was Saul. He was a killer of Christians. He was a killer of believers of Christ. And there was a day when God knocked him off his horse and changed his nature, changed his name, changed his identity, and he called him Paul. And this murderer of Christians got knocked off his high horse and got his eyes burned out for a few days until he came to the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus got in his face and said, why are you persecuting me? And the same Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be careful, my friend. What you speak against the risen Lord. Be careful what you speak against God's anointed. And be careful what you speak against the will and the plan and the kingdom of God. Because, like I said before, and I'm going to say it one more time, and then we're going to shift gears. Every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Every. Every means every. Praise the Lord. Hey, we're going to shift into another worship song. And then we're going to get into the Word, actually, because I want to get into the Word of God. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray. Uh, before we do, right now, I want to pray.
for Sister Lupe in Jesus' name. We just pray for that sister that she would get some computer IT issues resolved and be able to do her show. Father, we just pray that you would work on her behalf, show her favor, show her honor. Send somebody, maybe somebody's got an extra computer or, or can give her a better deal on, on a better service provider or whatever. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless her. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, Father, that you would move on her behalf. Take care of these situations. Right now we pray, Lord God, for our sister Maggie. Right now we just pray healing by your stripes. We declare healing and wholeness. Your blood is speaking healing right now, Father. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, even Jesus went and healed every sickness and disease among the people. And right now we are declaring the Holy Spirit is moving. And we declare Maggie healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Father, that you would stretch forth your hand to heal in the name of your Holy Son, Holy Child Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. Father, we just pray for those that are sick in their bodies. Right now we just pray, if you're believing for a family member, a friend, a loved one, somebody that's sick, maybe you're sick in your body, whoever's listening, you need healing, you need the risen Lord to touch you, you need the Holy Spirit to manifest, and just lay your hand on that part of your body, or lay the hand on your part of your body to, to pray in faith for that loved one. And right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray. Father, we just declare, Lord, you're moving by your spirit. You're stirring the healing waters. Father, we're declaring that there's a healing rain. Lord Jesus, you're moving by the power of your Holy Spirit. You make all things possible. You make all things possible. You're the mountain-moving God. You're the mountain-moving God. And right now, we speak to every mountain just like you declared for us to do, just like you prepared for us to do. We declare and we speak to every mountain, every obstacle, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we say, be thou removed, every weight, every sin that easily besets us. And Father, help us to turn our eyes unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Help us to look unto heaven from where our help comes from. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. Give you praise for your goodness. Give you praise for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Filling in uh, Sean Holmberg. She's usually up at the 10 to 11 o'clock hour. You need to call in 619-638-8458. www.prayerinternational.org is the website, and you can always email us at prayerinternational.gmail.com. We just thank you for praying. If you need prayer, please send in your prayer request. And just know that we are declaring the will of the Father. His kingdom come, His will being done. In Jesus' name, we're going to go into a small time of praise and then get back into the Word.
and all who are thirsty and all who are weak come to the fountain and if you are
Praise the Lord. We're back. Just taking some time to seek the Lord. Taking some time to worship God. You know, worship really does put you in a different realm. If you worship in spirit and in truth, we're not talking about doing lip service. See, Jesus said, 
There's plenty of people that honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. But God's looking for hearts that are fully his. You see, God weighs the heart, weighs the motives, weighs... Just like the word, see, the Bible says the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. It weighs the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, when you begin to examine yourself in light of this word, you'll begin to see yourself as you really are. Because, see, all things that are hidden will eventually be revealed. My friend Cheryl with J.C. Overcomer Ministries was sharing that tonight on her program. That there's nothing hidden, basically, she was just sharing. There's a great cloud of witnesses. But the bottom line is, God is seeking hearts. He's looking. And see, if you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, if you allow the Word to come in, see, the entrance of His Word brings light. You hide your Word in His heart. Uh, you hide His Word in your heart, sorry. You hide His Word in your heart so that you don't sin against Him. You hide His Word in your heart so that the meditations and the thoughts and the intent and the things that you set your affections on are all pleasing to Him. You see, He's looking. Where where are you setting your affections? Where are you setting your devotion and your time and your attention? Is it on him? See, he who keeps his mind continually on me, I will keep him in perfect peace. That's the promise of God. You wonder why there's anxiety in your life. You wonder why there's fears. You wonder why there's emotions every which way. It's because you're not keeping your mind on him. It's not because any other reason. You see, because if you would meditate on him, he would make your way prosperous and you would have good success. If you sought the Lord while he could be found and you called upon him while he is near, if you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And if you call out to him, he will answer you and he will show you great and mighty things that you don't know about because it's a promise from the Most High God. So I'm just going to open up some words tonight and just let the word say what it says. Let's go to chapter 11. The death of Lazarus. John chapter 11. A man named Lazarus was sick, and he lived in Bethlehem. And he lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is the same Mary who poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. And tonight I'm talking out of the New Living Translation. Normally I'm King James, but we're going to get New Living. I'll probably touch base on King James one too. First Bible I grabbed, sorry. A man named Lazarus was sick. So here was Lazarus in the home of Mary and Martha, 
St. Mary who poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So her brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3, so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, the one of you, the one you love is very sick. So when Jesus heard about it, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from this. So this is the words of Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said before any of this stuff took place. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Because, see, the word of the Lord stands forever. The grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the word of God is going to stand. When Jesus heard about this, here was Lazarus sick. He hadn't died yet. He was just sick. Jesus said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Listen to the words of Christ. Lazarus, is, do you think Jesus was lying? Or that he was misunderstood? Uh, no. Jesus said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God. I, the Son of Man, will receive glory from this. Verse 5. Although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days and did not go to them. Did you know that God is not slack concerning his promises? Did you know that God is always on time, even when things don't happen on our timetable? Even when things aren't even when things are dying around us, even when we have to experience death or we have to die to something? Something in our life has to die. See, it's all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's process sometimes in our lives. And I just want you to know, I just flipped open this chapter tonight. I, I had no idea. I, was, I just picked the Bible off the shelf, opened it up, and it hit John chapter 11. So this is where we're at. So here we go. Finally, after two days, verse 7, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea again. But his disciples objected, teacher, they said only a few days ago the Jewish leaders in Judea were trying to kill you. Are you going there again? And Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. As long as it is light, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. Only at night is there danger of stumbling because there is no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen to sleep. But now I will go and wake him up. See, once again, there's the words of Christ affirming this situation. See, the bottom line is reality rides on the word of God. When God declares something, it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural the word of the Lord is going to come to pass. Let me say that again. When God declares something, it does not matter what it looks like in the natural because the word of the Lord is coming to pass. See, God's words go forth. He hastens his word to perform it. They'll go forth and accomplish everything 
that they were sent out to do. So here we go, verse 12. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, that means he is getting better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was having a good night's rest, but Jesus actually meant Lazarus had died. Verse 14, then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. As the years make, I am glad I wasn't there, because this will give you another opportunity to believe in me. Come, let's see him. Let's go see him. Verse 16, Thomas nicknamed the twins, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to pay their respects and console Martha and Mary on their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Now see, here is the arm of the flesh. Here is the world's perspective. Martha said to Jesus, If you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. See, there's faith. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. There's God speaking into the situation again. Yes, Martha said, when everyone else rises on resurrection day. See, she was looking at it from a different perspective than he was. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe on me, those who believe in me, though they die like everyone else, they will live again. They are given eternal life for believing in me and will never perish. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told her. Verse 27, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she left and returned to Mary. She called Mary aside. For the mourners and told her the teacher is here and he wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Verse 30. Now Jesus stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house trying to console Mary saw her leave, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to leave, so they followed her there. So here, all the mourners are following her out, thinking she's going to Lazarus' grave. Verse 32. When Mary arrived, and saw Jesus, she fell down at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. When Jesus, so here was Mary. Not only did Martha say it, but when Martha said it, she believed Jesus would do whatever, God would give Jesus whatever he asked. But here Mary is saying it, she got a little different attitude. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, he was moved with indignation and was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? They told him, Lord, come and see it, and Jesus left. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed the blind man. Why couldn't he keep Lazarus from dying? It's funny how even when the word of the Lord comes forth, some will want to have faith. Some will want to stand and believe the word of the Lord, but others will mock and scorn. See, here some are saying, look, this guy that healed the blind, why couldn't he have 
helped Lazarus before he died. See, there's always going to be an enemy. There's always going to be a word, a scornful word, or a word against the word of God. See, but Jesus stayed focused. Verse 38, we're going to see how focused he was. And again, Jesus was deeply troubled, and they came to the grave. It was a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. For Martha, the dead man's sister, said, Lord, by now the smell would be so terrible. He has been there for four days. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? See, that's the question Jesus asked, and he's asking you. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? That's the question everyone's faced with. And if you come to God, you must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Verse 41, so they rolled the stone, and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. See, that's great faith. Jesus knew when he talked to the Father, the Father heard him. Didn't I tell you? He says, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. You know why he had to say Lazarus come out? Because if he would have screamed come out, everybody would have got out of their graves. Think about that. He had to call Lazarus by his name. Because if he would have just said come out or get up or wake up, everybody would have. So he says, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44, Lazarus came out, bound in grave clothes. His face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. I'm wrapping this up. We've got a few minutes here. But God is speaking to the dead things in your life. God is speaking to things in your life. And there's some things that are dead that need to be resurrected. There's some things that God is allowing to die because he's got a new glory on the other side of it. And you've been looking at it from an earthly perspective, just like Mary who said, if you had been here sooner, Lord, our brother wouldn't have died. Sometimes we say, Lord, if, if you had gotten here sooner, this thing in our life wouldn't have fallen apart. Father, if you had done this sooner, then, then all this chaos and this confusion, all this stuff would not be happening. What's going on in the season? But listen, just like Lazarus, Jesus knew from the beginning God was going to get glory. If you believe, if you'll believe, listen. Let me say this. Verse 40 says, didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? That's the same question Jesus is asking. If you'll believe him for a resurrection in your life, to raise up the dead places in your life. Some things need to die. But God promises he's the resurrection in the life. God promises. If you believe him, and he'll speak to the Lazarus in your life, the dead things, and tell him, come forth. Or he'll allow some things to die, and he'll bring a new thing. Because he does say, old things are passed away, and all things have become new. 
And there's some things that there's going to become a new life. It's going to be like a butterfly. It's going to metamorphosize and transition into a new thing. But just trust God with every detail of your life. Trust God to be the resurrection and the life for you. When everybody around you is saying, oh, if your God had gotten here sooner. Oh, if the Lord would have come through for you sooner. But God says, no, he's not slack concerning his promises. He's always on time. God's always on time. See, there's a time and a season. And God knows the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you. Declares the Lord. He's going to prosper you and not harm you. He's going to give you a hope in the future. So let me pray for you. We're going to close out in a song. Father, in the name of Jesus. I just pray for everybody tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're the resurrection and the life. Thank you that you are not only resurrecting dead things in our lives, but you're even allowing the kernel of wheat to fall into the ground and die. You're allowing things that need to die to die. But you promise glory. You promise glory at the end of it, Lord. You promise you will get glory, Jesus, if we'll just believe you. So, Father, we just ask your blessings over everybody tonight, every man, every woman, every teenager listening, Father, that you would... Give them ears to hear and eyes to see that your will would be done and your kingdom would come in their life. Lead them not into temptation, but deliver them from evil, Father. Provide daily bread for them. Clothe them in the armor of God and bless them. Bless them in Jesus. Bless them in Jesus' mighty name.
I can't. 